Episode 2. Hello, everybody. Thank you for... You probably most likely didn't listen to my last episode of 60 Minutes of Rambling. And I'm not going to name this podcast Dan's Ramblings. I, I'm going to name it My Failing Dreams and what I'm doing about it. And I want to stay more on topic. And the topic for this episode is Comfort Kills or the pitfalls of comfort, or complacency kills. You've probably heard that one. And I'm experiencing that right now. So I'm in, as I described last episode, in a nice cushy situation in which I'm living in my mother's basement. (laughs) Cushy in terms of... I brought up here one of my favorites, Hierarchy of Needs. Yes, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs is one of my favorites. We were introduced to this in acting school as a means to, I think at the time it was just like to get into a character's head or, or to get into a, or a way to personalize kind of what a character is going through is to understand what they're lacking, right? Um, so then what actions are they taking within the play or the script to get that thing that they want, right? Because, you know... We all have wants. That's what you learn in acting is, you know, you always want something. What do you want? What are you fighting for? What do you want? What's your action? So when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's one, two, three, four, five levels on a pyramid. The levels are physiological needs, safety needs, belongingness and love needs, esteem needs, and then self-actualization. Physiological and safety are considered basic needs belongingness and love and esteem are considered psychological needs and then self-actualization is by itself at the top considered self-fulfillment so i'm in this situation now in my mother's basement because of her kind heart and graciousness and my stepfather who's wonderful he's a good person where i'm not paying for rent they're paying for my food where i have food water warmth it's nice and warm and cozy down here i'm in my studio that i made which is a pretty badass studio i'm proud of it um with two candles lit and that's it man uh at four in the morning because i record my audiobooks and podcasts uh overnight so as to not have any noise pollution because it's silent in the house that at this time so i have all that met Physiological needs, right? So then, moving up to safety needs, security, safety, definitely, for sure. Not that I ever felt threatened when I lived by myself, but I think this—the idea of safety, being, you know, in a, in, you know, it just definitely feels safer here. In terms of like physical, you know, and then like being in the su- suburbs, if you want to call them that. Yeah, they are suburbs of Syracuse, <laughs> like in the basement in a nice little quaint neighborhood. Yeah, definitely feel super safe. So that's all met. Like the bottom of the uh, the pile there. So then moving up. Then you have belongingness and love needs. Intimate relationships and friends. Um, and up from that, esteem, which is prestige and the feeling of accomplishment. Um, which fall under psychological needs. Those are, those. so then those are definitely lacking for me. And my attempt to kind of get those is by getting better, right? And the title of this podcast is My Failing Dreams and What I'm Doing About It. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek when I say that. I don't want to say that my dreams are failing. They're just a work in very fucking hard progress. But it doesn't change the fact that I have a lot of things to do about it. So comfort kills, complacency kills, because I'm in this cushy environment in which the basement, literally, of my hierarchy of needs are taken care of in the basement where I physically am. 
They're so taken care of such that I feel comfortable. So my brain says, you're okay, you're fine, you're safe. You don't have to worry. You don't have to go out and forage and face starvation and this and that. You are safe. You work from home. Oh yeah, and I work from down here. So I'm my own boss, who by the way is the coolest fucking boss ever because he never tells me I have to work, which is a problem for the business, which is unfortunately my business too. <laughs> so that's kind of the catch-22 about working for yourself. Is like, it can suck because you put it off. You put your work off. So I'm in this rut. And this isn't me complaining or making making an excuse. And I want you to listen to this and be like, oh my fucking God, this guy sounds like, sounds like this guy is just, just complaining about like, ooh, boo-hoo, his life. He can't, he's procrastinating and he lives in his mother's basement. Well, okay. If you want to think that, then fine. You should probably stop listening. But I think it's interesting to kind of delve into my thought process here in an, in an attempt to not only change the behavior that I'm, I'm, I've fallen into here, the habits, but to, to, to change it for good in any future situation I find myself in. Um, so since I've been here, I've been eating poorly. <laughs> I have a fucking beverage with me right now, an adult beverage. Been playing video games, man. I, I bought Skyward Sword, throwback Zelda game. I knew it would, it would be the death of me, and it definitely was. That's an addiction, right? And I'm eating my mother's home-baked cookies. Feels so good to be here. Feels good. But in my head, it's going tick-tock, tick-tock. You're leaving for Korea in six weeks. You have a shitload of work to get done. You have to shed weight so you can feel good about yourself. It's kind of superficial, but it's true. You have to finish your language course. You have to learn Korean. You have to practice your musical instruments. You have to put up your podcasts. You have to research video equipment. So you can plan out your YouTube channel, which you have to script out. You have to, I mean, um, you have to research modeling and acting gigs for Westerners in Korea. You have to make friends in Korea and connect with people that are going over there. You have to get all your ducks in a row. There's so much that I have to do. But because those basic needs are met, my brain has been tricked by feeling comfortable. So I've slacked off a good amount. So I'm trying to shake it up. So then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and kind of the impetus to record this, I'm going to make it a 15-minute episode, right? Because I can't, can't do these long ones anymore. What can I do? Like, what's the kind of frame of thought that I can kind of go through to get my shit together? And it's like, you know what? Maybe it's not making a calendar and mapping it all out because I never follow through with that. Maybe it's not trying to psych myself up with music or like David Goggins videos, which... <laughs> Check that guy out if you haven't. He's on Instagram, David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S. Like this fucking hard-ass ex-Marine who just basically tells you in a lot of words to stop being a bitch <laughs> and just get better. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is what I'm trying to do. And like, I think what he says is great value, but I'm still in the rut. So the paradigm of thought that I'm trying to shift to is, how about this? I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'm going to get better at one thing and one thing only. And that is creating good, creating the habit of working through it. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but let's break it down. So we're kind of built on habits, humans, very habitual species. And some people have more, get addicted more than others and can start habits and break habits easier. But there's one thing to work on. 
that has maximum effect on everything else that you have to get done. It's creating the habit of working through, of working through it, making it a habit to do it when you don't want to do it. So I know that's a very obvious thing, the whole just do it, but breaking it down in my head, it's like, okay, making a habit. So what does it mean to make a habit? Well, it starts small. Habits start small. So how can I start small to work through the things that I have to do and to avoid the things that I don't or shouldn't do? And this is a whole philosophical discussion. I read, um, frag I watched a video on fragmentation and if you avoid the thing and, and actually, let me get, I'll, I'll get into a little bit of philosophy here. I'm going to quote, um... I'm gonna have to go into my Reddit and read the post. So it was, it was about a philosophical video, uh, made it some philosophy forum, about avoiding temptations. <clears throat> like, quite literally, like when you're in a bar, what's the thing that makes you like, just get that fourth drink when you know that you have to get up in the morning? Like, in that relating outwardly to like everything else in our lives, why do we procrastinate so much? And it can have a devastating effect on our lives, procrastination. Like, I don't just think it's this word that is reserved for a high school student not doing homework or a college student not doing homework. Procrastination, I think, is a pervasive concept. At least it has been for me. If I procrastinate on working on myself, I'm quite literally not going to go where I want to go in my life. Literally, you are, like, deciding... I'm, I'm literally deciding the course of my life on a daily basis... So then this philosophical discussion discusses if we're even in control of that. <laughs> and it's sort of like a yes and no answer, which I found annoying. But someone made a pretty poignant post um, referring to the works of um, Epictetus. He was a Greek philosopher um, in reference to Book 3, Chapter 12. And I don't, I don't know much about it, but I'm going to read just an excerpt from it in terms of controlling our desires. And it was his viewpoint which is kind of the kind of the idea of like a lot of Western philosophy now is that yes, you are in control. But how do you do it, right? And he kind of wrote something about it. Just I'll just quote the very end of it, but it's from to reference it, uh, book three, chapter twelve of the Discourses of Epictetus or Epic Epic maybe Epictetus. I guess that's the pronunciation. Um and this is important, this is the very end. I'll just read one quote. He says, or wrote, When you intend to exercise yourself for your own advantage, and you are thirsty from heat, take in a mouthful of cold water and spit it out and tell nobody. That's huge. It's basically to say, <laughs> when you're thirsty, give yourself the thing and then deny yourself the benefit. Someone wrote a comment, under that, that was really interesting. And they said that one of the ways in which they started forming good habits was they'd bring up porn. Quite literally, they'd bring up a video. And they would sit there and they would do nothing. They'd probably get erect, right? But they would do nothing. They would just look at the porn. Now, they had to work themselves up to this, obviously. But that's what I'm saying is like, if there's one thing that I want to get good at, it's I want to get good at making good habits or I want to get good at making the habit of working through things and avoiding bad things 
Like, just focus on that. Not try to focus on, I need to do this, I need to do that, and fragment it all. You know, like, it's all, like, separate, a separate issue. It's the same issue, man. Like, I'm feeling comfort. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I'm feeling comfort on those baseline, the biggest parts of the, of, of the tree, of the pyramid. But I'm gonna get fucked over. I'm already feeling fucked over. Um, when it comes to psychological needs. Like, those don't feel met. I don't have any friends in this basement. I don't have any- I definitely don't have an intimate relationship in this basement. In my esteem, I don't feel prestigious and I don't feel accomplished. And those are higher up and closer to self-actualization, which is actually a goal of mine, self-actualization. That's a long way away. So it's like... When we feel physiologically unsafe... A lot of people stop there. <laughs> a lot of people stop there, and that's why we're so fucking depressed, maybe. Because once you do that and you stop there... You can never reach belongingness and love, or esteem. It's like you have to put yourself in a little bit of discomfort. Now, I saw this post, there's a school in Japan that actually has like Wallace, an, a Wallace elementary school. There's no walls, there's no classrooms, it's like this elementary school that's like partially outside and inside, and the kids can like run around, and it's like, they give them small doses of danger. Um, it's like they feed the kids small doses of danger, and they can actually like run around and get hurt. And that's okay. And, like, they did tests, and they said the, the kids who were, like, in the Wallace school, their athletic abilities were way up, their confidence was, was up. And it makes total sense, man. You kind of have to expose yourself to discomfort consistently throughout your life. So, for me, the thing that I'm just trying to do is, like, how can I get in the habit of just, just focus on the one habit of creating discomfort or focus on the habit of putting myself through the thing? So, it's like, well, then how do I do that? Well, then it's the, the post by uh, Epictetus. Perhaps give yourself the thing and then abstain from it. Oh, it's so hard, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if it was hard and every, every, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? And that's what they all say. And that's it's true, though. So it's like maybe I should just you know, start in small doses. Start in small doses. And that's, that's kind of what I want to do starting now, man. Like starting in small doses. Um... Not trying to go gun ho all in all at once. Can that work? Sure. But the failure rate is just so high. So it's kind of like, you know, like going cold turkey on. Because it's like when you go cold turkey, you quit something. It's not, it's not like you're just quitting something. You, you're also gaining something. You're gaining time. And you're gaining less preoccupation because of the thing you gave up. So... For example, less smartphone. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us need that. So if you give up the smartphone, you're gaining time. So then you, you have to be proactive too. Like, what are you going to do to preoccupy yourself? And it should, you know, logically, because you gave it up, be something that works towards your goals. It's all easier said than done, but that's the paradigm of thought I'm trying to go about this. Is And that's the one thing. is like comfort kills, complacency kills... So then, give, giving myself one task and one task only, and that's to get better, <laughs> to make it a habit, to form a habit, to break it down, to make it a habit, to do things that are better for me, essentially. To make that a habit. <laughs> Which means starting small and trying to make it something that my brain then deems feels good. Serotonin release kind of the effect when you have when you go to the 
Like when you go to the gym the first couple weeks, it feels like shit, you don't like it. Probably the opposite hormones are being released, you feel depressed, you're like, God, I'm so fat, oh, I can barely move, I'm such a blubbering piece of shit. People are judging me, and then by week three, you're like, oh, I feel the best I've felt in years. Serotonin! Boom, serotonin's released. There you go, it's all you need. You need to just work through the two hardest weeks, three hardest weeks, and boom, you got serotonin. Once that happens, man, the good habit's formed. You gotta keep that good habit up because you can fall out of it, but it's kind of what I'm saying here. I want to get in the habit of... I want to make it a serotonin release to fucking practice my languages, to do my audiobook work that I need to get done. How can I make that a serotonin release? How can I make that... Think maybe visualizing the positive outcome as a way and then building the habit off that so that's basically just what i wanted to talk about where my head is at i'm in a rut um because ironically i feel super comfortable <laughs> so i'm in a rut because i feel super super comfortable how can i get out of that and i think a couple of the ways in which i outlined are some of the ways in which i'm going to work for um so if, if you feel as though that's something you can work through in your own life or any ideas for your own life, check out Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Um, Maslow, uh, it, it, well, he was this, uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs um, was proposed by Abraham Maslow, um, 1943, on a theory of human motivation. So, check it out. Um, also, check out Goggins, David Goggins. Jesus, man, that guy is nuts. Like, <laughs> He's out of his mind, but he says good shit. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't, you don't have to get into philosophy, like Epictetus or whatever, and like Greek philosophy. But yeah, that idea of like what what sensation like would it be if you just start like making it an action to like <laughs> give like to abstain from like literally putting a donut in your mouth, like fucking like literally put a crisp Krispy Kreme donut in your mouth for like five seconds, put it down, don't eat it look at it and throw it away <laughs> you know I mean how could that not form a good habit <laughs> I don't know man maybe it's all nonsense but I think it actually holds validity should alrighty well uh, I think going forward I'm just gonna kind of record like audio journals as I feel more on topic uh, about my journey of actualizing my dreams and the steps that I'm taking to, to get there. Um, because I'm not failing. My dreams aren't failing. It's just the clickbaity title. But they are faltering. <laughs> that's not a good title, is it? My faltering dreams and what I'm doing about it. But that's really what's happening. My dreams are faltering. And I need to have more focus. But at the same time, and I'm trying to make this 20 minutes, I guess, a good number, 20-minute podcast, but I did think of something important. At the same time, to have a sense of flow is important for me. And to like not make it so categorized, you know? And compartmentalized. To have a sense of flow and connection between everything. Everything's connected, you know? And to just just experience that evolution as it unfolds too. So to not, to, you know, in, in your attempt to be organized about everything and to have like your schedule set every day for sure, but also to be open and say yes to the changes that come. And that's another tough balance to do, but 
think if you're just open and vulnerable, then then that can be a, a very possible thing as well as as I continue through this journey. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'll be back when I think of something cool or um, something else that I need to work through. Um, yeah, when I want to just document something uh, that I can hopefully do within 20 or 15 minutes. Maybe I'll just start getting better and better at this and make it 15 minute episodes. But gonna go start on this good habit forming and I promise I promise I'm going to come back with better news about this this is the journey I can do it so can you if you're ready if you're ready for it okay signing off thank you so much and I will see you on the next episode